Hey friends, Anwe here. So let's talk black royalty. Quite often we hear sisters say black sisters calling each other queens and I'm all for that. I'm all for uplifting language rather than using the B word. I think queen is a better word. Queen is a better way to address each other. Something that is uplifting rather than pulling us down. The right dose of self-worth is healthy. There is a trend in the black world that I don't especially enjoy, which is the people we ascribe royalty to are often entertainers and athletes, minstrels. I think what we are subconsciously doing is to imprint in children's minds that the pinnacle of success is to become an entertainer of some sort. And so the minstrel show continues. Most of us remember the effects Black Panther had on black people and black children specifically. To see that they too can not only be royalty but also the heroes that save the world. T'Challa's mother, Queen Ramonda herself, was a moving force. But I'll have black girls know that black royalty cannot only be seen in the fictional world of Marvel and Wakanda. Black Africa has always had dope queens, real queens who actually existed. And so today what I want to do is to introduce you to one of them, Nanaya Asantewa. She was queen in the not too ancient kingdom of Ashanti in modern day Ghana. The Ashanti kingdom was known for its gold mining. There was a golden stool in the empire and it was an emblem of the Ashanti kingdom, its cultural system and its power. Since the queen mother is elected to be the mother of the reigning king, she presents candidates for when the occupant of the stool, the chiefdom, becomes vacant, in turn protecting the establishment of authority. Since the Queen Mother is the main advisor for the king, she is the second highest position within the empire and part of her role was guarding the golden stool. So in 19, sorry, in 1896, the Ashanti people began to rebel against the British presence in their lands and the British attempted to construct the Gold Coast Colony. In retaliation against this uprising, the British captured and exiled Asantehene Prempe I, King of Ashanti, and Asantewa's grandson Kufitene, who was also a powerful leader. So what they did was to gather up all these prominent and influential leaders and exile them to Seychelles, and then made an effort to acquire the Golden Stool since he was the symbol of authority in Ashanti land. So the remaining leaders, perhaps weaker leaders, um, it's debatable, but the remaining leaders within the community started debating on how best to respond to this British threat. Asantewa held her ground and rallied the troops, and because of her conviction and passion, she took up the role as commander-in-chief of the Ashanti army. It is believed that when the men were considering giving in to the British demands, she took out a gun and fired it in the presence of the men. The following words were said to have been her response. Now I have seen that some of you fear to go forward to fight for our king. If it were the days of the brave Osei Tutu, Okomfo Anokie and Opokuware the first, eight chiefs who would not sit down to see their king taken without fighting or firing a shot. No white man could have dared to speak to the chief of Ashanti in the way the governor spoke to you chiefs this morning. Is it true that the bravery of Ashanti is no more? I cannot believe it. It cannot be. I must say this. If you, 
the men of Ashanti will not go forward, then we will. I shall call upon my fellow women. We will fight the white man. We will fight till the last of us fall on the battlefield. For months, she battled with the British and they prevailed, forcing the governor to call for a ceasefire. They refused but lost the war when the British received reinforcements. She also was captured and sent to the Seychelles. The war was called the War of the Golden Stool, also known as Ya Asantewa's War. In other words, you must really be a badass for you to have a war named after you. Since the war was about the Golden Stool and all it stood for, the Ashante hid it until it was found in 1921. Ya Asantewa died in 1922, which I think is a weird or strange coincidence, but the governor was never able to sit on it, which meant he could not defile the essence of the Ashanti pride. Yes, Antewa's bravery meant that Ashanti men and women were reminded of their heritage, their sense of pride and courage. And this was all in the face of the powerful, mighty British Empire. So when you're looking at examples of black royalty, when girls are looking at examples of black royalty, remember Nana Ya Asantewa, a true warrior queen. Yes, it is nice to be inspired by fiction. It is nice to be inspired by the fictitious world of Wakanda. But it is important to know that royalty is not strange in African antiquity. It is important to know that within your veins, there could be royalty. There's an example of someone who discovered that she was a princess in a village in Sierra Leone. A 26-year-old woman living in the United States. But most importantly, your nobility is not tied to familial ties. It's not tied to something you were born with. Nobility is found in your actions and decisions. Things you do that serve the common good. That means we can each be noble if we choose to be. So to you, the true kings and queens, Enjoy this song by Baba Mao titled Fulani Rock. Until next time, bye for now. Yes, let him say, I'm a little bit of a girl. 